Hello all and welcome to Sit a Spell. I'm your host, Jocelyn McRae. My heart is heavy today um, and for this episode I decided that I wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, this past Sunday, the 27th, I had to say goodbye to my family cat. His name was Albion Bartholomew McRae and he was absolutely so special to me and my family. Um, his passing was really sudden and uh, confusing for all of us. He was laying out in our garden. It was a beautiful day. He was um, just from afar looked like he was resting in a bed of leaves in our garden. Um, but upon closer inspection, he was really disheveled and he wasn't blinking. His body was limp and um, he was panting, seeming that um, he was having trouble breathing. So we knew that he would soon be taking his leave from this world. He passed over while cradled in my husband's arms and looking up into the sky. So it was, it was fitting for him to be surrounded by those that he loved and he waited for all of us to say goodbye before he left. Um, again, this was really sudden and it's really shaken me up and my family completely just to our foundation. And since I've been grieving him and having memories of him at the very front of my mind, I decided that I wanted to dedicate a special episode to him. So today we will be talking about and honoring felines and their role in mythology and folklore. This one's for you, little lion man. Come on in and sit a spell. It's story time. Thousands of years before cats were viral stars on YouTube, they were hugely revered and worshipped by the people of ancient Egypt. Cats were an integral part of protecting crops from rodents and parasitic bugs. Their hunting down of these pests also assisted in slowing down the spread of diseases, which were easily transmitted to humans. Cats are also viewed as the physical manifestation of the goddess Bastet, or Bast. Bastet was originally said to have the head of a lioness, but in later art and sculptures, she had the head of a domesticated cat and the tall, slender body of a human woman. Bastet is the goddess of pleasure, protection, and good health. Beginning in the Second Dynasty, Bastet was worshipped as a deity, most commonly in the lower parts of Egypt. Throughout the ages, her powers and form evolved. She was believed to ride with her father, the sun god Ra, through the sky and watch over him as he pulled the sun across each day. During the night, it is said that Bastet would protect her father from his arch-nemesis, the serpent Apep. Because she was so protective, Bastet became known as the Lady of the East, the Sacred, the All-Seeing Eye, and the Goddess of the Rising Sun. She was also thought to be the Eye of the Moon, giving her another title, 
goddess of the moon. Bastet is still worshipped and revered to this day, and it is believed that all modern felines receive protection under her watchful eye. Meanwhile, in the highlands of Scotland, folks believed in a fairy creature called Cat-She. This being appears as a black, slender cat the size of a large dog, bearing a white patch of fur on its chest. When in the presence of humans, this creature walks on all fours, as is expected of a cat. But when the cat-she is away from the human eye, they are said to stand on their hind legs. It is also widely believed that cat-she, which lurked in the highlands, was in fact inspired by Kellis cat, a hybrid of domesticated cats and Scottish wildcats. Most of the wildcats have tabby fur, while the cat-she is normally portrayed as being all black, save for the white chest patch. Being able to fit into both the domesticated and wild categories makes the cat-she feral and dangerous, but approachable enough to keep in the home as a pet. Many believe that these fairy cats were responsible for stealing the souls of the unburied dead. They are said to frequent and loiter at funeral parlors. The people of the highlands would attempt to ward off the cat with music, riddles, and catnip. Even further, they would keep the bodies of the dead alone and in a cold room, so that the cat-she would not happen upon the body while seeking comfort and warmth. The cat-she is also known for its part in creating an association between black cats and Samhain, or Halloween. Samhain is an ancient Celtic festival which marks the beginning of the cold months in the darker half of the year. On Samhain, it is believed that the cat-she would bless any house that left out a saucer of milk for it to drink. Houses who did not participate in this gesture were cursed by the cat-she, causing all the udders of their milk cows to go dry. I could go on and on about this cat in particular, but I'll save that for another episode. Quick question. Have you ever been to a Chinese or Japanese restaurant and seen those adorable little cats with one paw raised rocking back and forth sometimes as if waving you inside? Well, this cat is called Maneki Neko, and their adorable paw waving is for good reason. It is said that if the Maneki Neko is waving its left paw, it is in an effort to bring good luck and fortune to a business. If you see one in a home with its right paw up, it is in an effort to bring good fortune, health, and happiness into the household. Colors and bibs, the decorative clothing the cat wears, are also factors in the symbolism of these cats. For instance, white represents happiness and satisfaction. Black represents safety and drives away evil. Gold references money and fortune. The bibs the cats are wearing are painted with traditional symbols of good luck and fortune, such as coins. Each maneki neko looks similar, but all are quite specific and unique. The cats were created after the likeness of a Japanese bobtail cat. There is a Japanese legend that says that a cat once waved their paw to beckon a lord into their home. 
Moments later, a bolt of lightning struck where the Lord previously stood. He had the cat to thank for saving his life. And so, a cat who beckons with her paw is considered a lucky gesture. In the Islamic faith, the Prophet Muhammad conveys his fondness for cats in his hadith, which states, Affection for cats is part of faith. In other words, to love a cat is a sure sign that a person is a believer. It is said that Prophet Muhammad came across a black and white Avenesian mother cat, breastfeeding her young. He noticed her and changed the course of soldiers who were following him so as not to disturb her. On his way back, he adopted the cat and called her Muedza. A companion of the Prophet Muhammad was given the name Abu Huraira, meaning father of cats. He was given this name solely because he always had a cat with him wherever he went. It is also said that Prophet Muhammad stroked the back of a cat for strangling a snake who was about to harm a person. This cat, this gave the cat the gift of landing on all four paws rather than falling on its back when, rather than landing on its back when falling. This stroking of the back is also an explanation for why tabby cats have that characteristic M shape on their bodies. Another quick question. You ever need to get up and do something, but a cat is sleeping peacefully on your body or clothing? Instead of moving them, you resolve that you shall suffer until the feline friend awakes on their own terms? There's a story about an elder named Ahmed Rufa who does the same. He was sitting one day, and a cat came and fell asleep on the sleeve of his robes. He stayed put and let the cat sleep. Eventually, however, it was time for Friday prayer, but the cat was still peacefully resting. So what does one do? He cuts the sleeve off his robe so as not to disturb the cat, of course. The last story I wanted to share is super short and super sweet. According to Polish legend... A mother cat was wailing and sobbing at the riverside one day. All of her kittens had fallen into the river while chasing butterflies. They were drowning, and she felt helpless to save them. The willow trees at the edge of the river heard her calls and longed so badly to help her. They swept their long, graceful branches into the water and saved the kittens. The little ones clung tightly to the branches of the willow trees and were brought back to the shore safely. The legend says that each springtime since, the willow branches sprout tiny fur-like buds where the kitten's paws once held on tight. I know that this episode was a bit off-brand for this first season's topic, but I am so beyond glad that you joined me today. My heart is really, really aching for my kitty boy, and researching these cat stories has given me an outlet to process some of this grief, 
So thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing this experience with me. I'll see you next week. Y'all come back now.